Hi, this is George Cao, and here is another sample of a course that I enjoy teaching. I hope you'll gain some good ideas here that you can use right away. If you'd like to dive into the full course, check out the show notes below, and you'll find a link where you can enroll in the full course. Either way, I hope you enjoyed the sample. Hello and welcome to this course. This is the Authentic Client Enrollment course, and this is session one, and I'm grateful to have you here. So the purpose of this course is to inspire you with some ideas and give you some structure to take more consistent action in doing the outreach that uh, fits your energy, fits your style, and therefore allows you to get new clients in a more natural and organic way. And uh, so let me just do a little bit of housekeeping and then we'll dive right into the course. So first of all, I welcome you just to kind of get going with engaging with others in the course by just commenting below and letting us know where are you in the world. Tell us your major metropolitan area because you never know, you might have some, uh, some, some neighbors right here. And of course, we're all neighbors. <laughs> it's a small world these days. So, all right. As we get into the ideas of the course, I really want to encourage you to pay attention and, and, and observe which ideas are resonating with you. When you hear something, you go, oh, yeah, I could see myself doing that. Or, oh, that has worked for me in the past, and maybe I haven't done it consistently. So I really want you to be aware, uh, because I'm going to share so many ideas, and that's part of it, is that the authentic methods of marketing is different for each person. Of course, there is a kind of buffet of ideas, and some people will really like one idea, and others will like another idea, but it's not the same method for every one of you. And that may be, if you've taken other marketing courses and, and it hasn't been perfect for you, it may be because it's, it's some expert who says you must use this formula for getting clients or for doing your marketing. And a single formula doesn't work for everybody. So I, I, really, I really have seen that in my own client base and uh, all the entrepreneurs I've worked with. So uh, be aware and, and please, when you do hear an idea that resonates with you, um, whether it's a marketing idea or some other thing you hear in this course, I welcome you to comment below and um, just in a few words, this, you know, just, just in a few words, what was the idea that really stood out to you? And uh, you might also inspire somebody else uh, and help them to remind them of that idea as well. All right. Okay. And when you do learn an idea that's inspiring to you, I hope you'll commit to implementing it as quickly as you can, because it's so easy to um, take online courses and enjoy, you know, the, the videos and the community and, and just move on to another shiny, shiny new object. So I really uh, hope you'll schedule time to implement the course. It's not just the time to watch the course. But the, the, the time for implementing is, is even more important. One of the tools that I use frequently is called Focusmate. And I want you to you know, invite you to go check it out. It's focusmate.com. I'm, I'm on there uh, frequently, and you might see me there as well. And um, take the course step-by-step. Step. You can accomplish anything you want step-by-step, step. truly. You want to go to the moon? You really want to go to the moon? You can. You just take it step-by-step, step, right? You can have a full client roster and a waiting list, you know, that goes to the moon 
step by step. It really can happen. So just, just know that you can do it, but you just have to take one step at a time. Where we usually get stuck is we see the goal and it seems so lofty that we freeze ourselves up and we don't take action. And not taking action is what, take, what prevents us from getting there. So just take it step by step. You know that you can do it. Okay. There are a lot of support options and I'm just going to share my screen now and uh, to show you uh, what's, what, what support options are available. Whoops. Um, so to ask questions in this document, uh, it's very simple. You find a part of the course that you, you don't, uh, that you have something to say, you know, or you don't understand and you highlight that part of the document. And then on the right-hand side, and let me go ahead and make sure that you can see my cursor properly here. You highlight, you know, you highlight a part of the document that you want to ask a question about. And then you click on the plus icon on the right-hand side. It only shows up after you highlight something. You highlight a word or phrase. You click on the plus, and uh, if you scroll to the right, it'll be your name. And then you can start typing in whatever question you have. You know, you could type in whatever question you have and click on comment. And, you know, you can delete your own comment by clicking on the three dots there and clicking delete this comment. I think you can delete the comment. Um, and that if you see someone's comment that you have something to say, please do reply because I'm not the only one who has, you know, some insight here. And I, I really want to welcome you to chime in with your own, with your own insights. Okay. So I'm just going to delete this comment before anyone comments on, uh, before anyone replies to this. So that's how you ask questions in this document. And please don't be shy. Ask anything. Just find a part of the document that you have anything to, to say or ask and comment on it. Okay. Uh, please do sign up for the bonus Q&A calls. They are, you know, free to you for the next few months. So, you know, you might as well sign up for it if you can make it. Um, even if you don't uh, sign up for it, you will get the replay if you're within the window of opportunity. Starting 2020, it's going to be two months. Um, so just FYI for those of you who bought it in 2020. Uh, the main reason is that I find that, you know, sometimes three months people people are uh, don't want to receive the replays. I don't know why, but uh, so two months is, is, I think, a good good frame. But anyway, some of you are getting this in 2019. You might have three months. And that, that, that's fine, too. Um, okay, the course directory is, is a great place for us to connect and learn and find new kindred spirits. So please do go ahead and... Um, uh, go to the course directory and uh, add your name there. You know, find a road that hasn't been written in and add your, you know, add the date uh, and add your name and, and start putting your information in here. Okay, just first add add your name to. Um, okay, all right. And uh, recommended consultants for authentic client enrollment. Now, I maybe some of you in this course are also you know marketing experts, and feel free to chat below. But um, I want to just highlight a couple of people. These are colleagues and friends and clients of mine. Uh, Jeremy is a colleague of mine, and he focuses on enrollment. So uh, you might want to check out his enrollment boot camp. Uh, send a shout out. Maybe a few of you heard about this course from him. Uh, Amparo is, uh, is one of the uh, members in my upcoming Master Heart. She's been in my Master Heart group before, so I want to give her a shout out. A captain who is on this very call right now, actually, uh, can also help with enrollment. And Caroline... Leon, who's also on this call, as wonderful uh, conscious business coach that can help you with your with your client enrollment as well. So check check them out. And um, I do have a um, business mentoring 
group uh, that you might want to consider applying for. It's a one-year group, and I'm just about to open enrollment right now as of November, so you might want to consider uh, joining us. There's a few spots left. Um, okay, and uh, the, the feedback form is something that I, I'm so grateful whenever I see you fill it out. So please, please, uh, I, um, I'd love for you to click on this link right now in, in the document and open up the feedback form. And so that as you are watching the course, you might have some things, oh, I really, that's one of my favorite ideas. Start to type it in, you know, you can fill out as much as you want. All right, so, you know, fill it out as you, as you watch the course, I'd be grateful. Okay, so what we're, gonna, what we're gonna talk about in this course is kind of structured around four sections. And we're gonna, get, we're gonna get as far as we can in today's session. And we're gonna start with mindset because that's really how authentic client enrollment begins is when you have a mindset that uh, where you can find joy in the sales process, wouldn't that be amazing? Then you don't have to be afraid anymore. You don't have to be desperate. You don't have to be pushy. You don't have to you know, do things that you don't like. So we're gonna start with mindset. And then we're gonna talk about the methods the methods, my favorite methods for getting new clients. And one of the, um, I think one of the, the, the name of this course may have been a mistake because a lot of people asked me, oh, this is just about the enrollment conversation, right? No, 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 no. It's about how to get people to inquire about your services, how to actually find new people to inquire. And so it's like, it's like I, I had to re, re, uh, rename the course and you can let me know what, what the name should be called. But we'll talk about the methods um, and then we'll talk about the messages for how do you reach out to people you know, uh, who don't know you or who do know you and, and we'll, we'll have a structure around that. And then meetings, uh, once you actually you know, get people to get interested in your business, inquire about your services, and now you're meeting with a potential client, how do we do that with grace? How do we do that with, with joy, okay? And with, with skill, of course. All right, so um, this is a significant upgrade from last year's version of the course. Uh, this is the checklist I'm, I'm quite proud to have created because basically somebody said, George, I wish there was a simple checklist or a checklist that we could use you know, to, you know, to, it's a great course, but now checklist. So I've created that for you. So click on this. This is the template. This will open up this document right here. Okay. Client enrollment process. And, um, I want you to make a copy of it. Okay. So don't write in this template document, right? You want to write in your own version of it. So go into the template document and click here. And when you click here, It'll say, hey, do you want to make a copy of it? Now, I'm assuming that you are logged into your Google Drive account. If you're not, it might say, please log into your Google document account. So go ahead and log in. And once you do log in, you can click on make a copy. And once you make a copy, here's what I want you to do. I want you to rename your copy so that it doesn't say copy of template, right? So rename this. Uh, you could just put, you know, delete the, uh, you click on the title and delete copy of template and, and just my client attraction enrollment process. And then you can also, of course, delete this line because you don't need that line anymore. And, um, and then now I want you to go ahead and start writing in any notes from this course that are your favorite ideas. I would, of course, love for you to chat that into the, in, in, you know, below the video, but uh, if you, um, if you, you know, also want to put it into your document, I think that's a good idea, okay? All right, any questions before we move on? By the way, if those of you who are watching this live, you can double click the screen to get out of full screen mode, uh, okay? So just, you're probably in full screen mode if I'm sharing if I'm sharing my screen with you. So double click, get out of full screen. 
All right, so you'll see in this uh, template that you can put mindset ideas. You can put as many as you want, right? You can you can just press, oops, you know, press whatever, press enter, well, <laughs> press enter, and then you know you can you can write as much as you want. And then methods uh, under methods, you'll find that I've given you some bullet points to start with for one-time projects, which you know you might hear some one-time projects you resonate with. And then yearly actions, you might have a few. You might have semi-annual every six months, quarterly every three months, monthly, uh, weekly. Some of you may even have daily, but I, I didn't want to scare you by putting daily in there. So we'll just say weekly, okay? And then accountability and support are really important, of course. So just some questions for you to remind yourself. Hey, you know, you put these things down, but are they in your system to remind yourself of doing these things? And how will you be lovingly accountable to somebody? Uh, that usually helps a lot. Okay, and then messages, um, we'll, we'll talk about this later, but th these are all spaces for you to add your own messages. And you might get some inspiration from, from fellow uh, you know, students for this, okay? Okay, so anyway, and then meetings, we'll talk about that. Um, and then people, you could start writing in names of people that you, that you think about as you work your, your, work your way through the course, okay? And then, um, okay, so we'll talk about all these things later. Um, yeah, lots of you are clicking on it. That's why you see these little dots here. So go ahead and, and make a copy for yourself. And um, all right, let's get into let's get into um, the mindset part of this course. And uh, this this will be some fun for some of you here. So here are the things that you don't have to do to have a thriving business. You don't have to do cold calling if it's not enjoyable for you. Maybe a few of you are have really been trained and love cold calling. Fine, <laughs> wonderful, but. Most of us don't enjoy it. But cold calling is basically reaching out to somebody who has no idea who you are and you're just trying to pitch them on your services. And many of us have either gotten those kinds of calls or received those kinds of emails. And how do you feel about cold calling? Okay. If you don't enjoy it, you probably shouldn't do that to other people. The golden rule of authentic marketing is the golden rule of life, which is do unto others as you enjoy having done unto you. Right. Okay, so this is an interesting one. Most of the marketing that's taught out there is about promising huge results. You get me, right? You've heard this. Oh my God, if you join my program, you're going to earn six figures or seven figures in 38 minutes. <laughs> you know, it's like, it's just, you know, oh my God. It's like, and, and you hear these giant results and you're like, well, okay, maybe I won't earn seven figures in two months, but well. It, you know, maybe I'll earn five figures in two months because God, you know, they're, they're promising seven figures. So maybe I'll just earn five figures and that's great too. So that's kind of the marketing uh, hype that, that, that many of us have learned out there. Unfortunately, I don't want, I, I encourage you. To, I have stopped promising results. I think this is worth like me stopping and like looking, I've stopped promising results for any of my services, any of my programs, any of my courses. What I do promise is, the, is, is my engagement. I promise you my honest engagement with you, and I promise you a structure that I've created. That's all. And the results are up to your implementation, of course. Uh, and yes, I have some responsibility for the results because the structure and inspiration I give you has some, has some responsibility, which of course is great if you do get results and I get some responsibility, you know, I get some credit maybe. Um, but Think about this. You don't have to promise results anymore. You don't. But I'm scared. Uh, if I don't promise results, I don't get clients. 
it's true. You won't get as many, well, it's not, you know, let me, let me reframe this. In the short term, you might not get as many clients by not promising results. But in the long term, I think you'll get more and better clients by just promising your engagement, your honest, authentic structure and inspiration. Does that make sense? Let me know if that makes sense uh, in the chat or if you have any questions about that. It might be a shock to some of you to, to hear this, by the way, because that's different from most, most marketing training. Um, okay, so um, what else do you, don't you have to do? You don't have to do free events that is like, oh, come to this free webinar or come to this free, you know, uh, one day workshop that is going to, you know, change your life and blah, 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 blah. And really it has been structured very carefully as a speak to sell environment, as a uh, sales webinar. It's just, you know, you spend the first quarter of it building up, you know, building up your credibility and then you spend the next quarter of it, you know, busting some myths. This is what I taught. This is what I used to teach. I was known as being a webinar conversion expert. I know this stuff very, very well, but I couldn't do it anymore because it wasn't honest. You know, Because if I really were marketing my free webinars, honestly, I would say, please come to my carefully designed sales pitch designed to enroll you into a $2,000 program. And if that sounds great to you, and you might learn a, a thing here or there that might be interesting and inspiring. But if that sounds interesting, go ahead and sign up. And you'll have one person signing up. And maybe that's a one person that's like the perfect client. Who knows? But, but uh, I, you, know, it, it's, you don't have to do that anymore. You, know, you don't have to do that. Um, and maybe you've experienced that from a consumer standpoint, right? How many of us have come to an online teleclass or webinar that was supposed to give us the, the moon and the stars? And, oh, it was just a sales pitch, really, right? You don't have to use a sales script. You know, okay, uh, when you get on the phone with somebody, when you talk with somebody at a networking event, here's what you say, blah, 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 blah. And it just feels fake when you like start, comes out of your mouth, but it's not really you. It's not really in the moment, in that connection moment. That, that, that is, you know, it's not necessary, okay? Influence and persuasion. I have stopped learning persuasion tactics. I, I just, it feels gross to me. You don't have to read books about persuasion you know, you don't have to, you know, take courses about persuasion because what is persuasion? Persuasion is trying to get someone to do something that they already don't want to do or that they are not ready to do. If someone actually wants to do something, they will ask you. You will just show up and you'll be helping them and they'll be like, oh, can I, can I get your help? Can I get your support? You don't have to do persuasion. Persuasion is trying to get someone who's got arms folded to, to loosen their arms and like, yeah, it works, but lots of things work, right? Prostitution works, right? <laughs> the oldest profession uh, on earth, right? So um, you don't have to use any tool or marketing that you don't enjoy. And this is where I want you to start. Um, I want you to chat below. We can't wait. Chat below. What marketing methods have you encountered that you don't enjoy or that feel not so good to you that have turned you off. Let's go ahead and take a moment now and, and comment below. What marketing methods have you encountered as a consumer, as a client, or have you been taught? Have you been taught to do that you really did not enjoy doing or that felt off to you, that didn't feel right? Let's take a moment now and comment below.
thank you all for your comments, those of you who are live here. And I just want to, um, you know, uh, call out a couple of uh, the comments here. Uh, Buffy, thank you. Robocalls, yeah. <laughs> Robocalls, and I would add, add to it, um, programmed Facebook private messages. Facebook bots. Now, that's a very common and, you know, hot marketing tactic these days. Facebook messenger bots, right? But I, maybe I'm overly sensitive. You might call me that to, to, to marketing and, and, and to persuasion. But I'm, when I get, it's like, you know, is, I, I mess, I privately messaged a potential collaborator one day on her Facebook page. And then we started the conversation a little bit. And then automatically I was placed into her bot system and she would just, you know, mail me every, you know, week or two with, oh, check out my new post. I'm like, and then later on, I was like, wait, I don't think this is really her. I think this is a, an automated message. And I wrote back and said, hey, is this, is this a program? It's like, yeah, it is. It's like, God, it doesn't, that's, that's not, that's not good for a relationship. You know what I mean? I didn't expect, I didn't expect to join your Facebook messenger subscriber list. Right. So, you know, sometimes you click get started, get started. Get started doing what? Oh, get started in a stream of messages that are going to be programmed to me and another thousand people. No, no thanks. But a lot of times the get started button is really what that means. And that's it's not, not authentic. doesn't feel good. Um, let's see here. Um, yeah, and Sherry, uh, thank you. Sherry says, a long, super long sales page. And yet, then you have to get to another page to see the cost, right? Yeah, just be transparent, be upfront. Um, you know, the, the cost is right for the person who, under, who, who is right for the product or service, right? And if the cost is, is, is a sticker shock, then it's probably not the right person. Or you have, to, you have to educate them more. And it's like, and maybe you should consider, it's like you shouldn't be selling a $2,000 thing to somebody who isn't used to buying $2,000 things. And how does someone get used to buying a $2,000 thing? They first bought a $500 thing. And how does someone get used to buying a $500 thing? They first bought a $100 thing from someone. And then, you know, then maybe naturally they want to go to the next step, $500. Okay. Makes sense. And then next step, $2,000. Maybe that makes sense. But to suddenly sell somebody who doesn't know who you are and like $2,000, come on. Right. So step it up, people. Don't just try to sell strangers on a 2000 And of course, plenty of digital marketers do that. Sell you on a $2,000 program. And it's just gross. That's why they have to use so much persuasion. Why? It's because they're forcing the sale and forcing the sale works in the short term, but there's always buyer's remorse. There's always, I don't know if I can totally trust this person. Even if I bought from them, I don't know if I can totally trust them. I don't know if I can really, you know, for them. You don't have to do this. You can make plenty of money without doing, doing a lot of these things. So, um, uh, Tamara says sob stories where, you know, I once lived in my mother's garage scoping a living from empty garbage cans and now look at my mansion and yacht and Ferrari. Yeah, it's, it's, it's persuasion tactics. It's things that are hyping up, trying to like uh, use very extreme ideas, right? Extreme things. You don't have to be. You can be gentle with how you, because when, when the person is right and ripe for the service, you, all you have to do is whisper. All you have to do is whisper. And the right person goes, my God, yes, this is what I'm looking for. All right. So thank you all. And those of you watching this later, please definitely look at the chat uh, log for around 20 minutes. You get a lot of great, great thoughts from your fellow students and things that you might want to look at and go, hmm, maybe I shouldn't uh, go in that direction anymore. Maybe I don't need to do that anymore. Let's find, let's find better ways. Okay. So thank you all for, for your participation. Um, Okay, so let's get into the principles of how we 
how we can change this whole thing about selling. And the first principle I want to share is to, to totally reframe selling. How many of us, when, I, when we hear sales and selling, we, we contract and we go, God, I don't want to do selling, right? How about we reframe it as understanding and helping? That's all. It's, just, it's like if, if, if I have 100 conversations, sales conversation, quote unquote, I could, I could spend 100 moments trying to get someone to buy from me, or I could spend 100 moments trying to understand somebody and where they're at and finding something I can help them with. Maybe it's my service. Sometimes it is, and it's perfect. And I, I, I'm, over, I'm overflowing with excitement to share with them, oh my God, this is exactly the kind of thing I love working with people on, right? But sometimes it's not my service. Sometimes, oh, you know what? You need to talk with my friend, Tad Hargrave, because he has this wonderful ebook or course on this thing. You know, sometimes it's, it's referring them to somebody else. And then I feel great, you know, referring them on to a service that they're really right for. And I'm, I feel great helping out a friend or a colleague or a client of mine, right? So it's not about persuasion. I think it's about alignment because when you're aligned with somebody, when there's an alignment between what they want and need and what you offer, there is no persuasion needed. It's simply, oh my God, that's exactly what I love doing. Okay. And how do you, how, how do we align? We do it through genuine questions like, oh, Charo, um, tell me more about what you've been trying to, you know, let's say I'm a healer. Tell me more about the, the issues you've been going through, you know, just, just, just so that I can understand um, where, where, where the pain is at so, so that I can better understand what the root, so I can tell you what I think the root is, right? So, and then gentle mirroring. Okay, so what I'm hearing, Shelly, is that when, you, uh, when, you're going, when you're trying to go to bed and you can't, you can't um, sleep because you're having this, uh, whatever, if I'm a healer, if I, I might see him. So I'm, I'm just mirroring back. Like, so is that, is that right? I'm just trying to better understand. Oh, okay. So what I, what I, and then what I, um, you know, then, then you could um, open to your diagnosis and initial suggestions. I forgot to put that in. And then you can say, okay, so from what I've seen from my, from my uh, education or from my experience, I think that what the symptoms that you're experiencing, whether the symptoms is health or relationship challenges or career challenges or, you know, spiritual challenges, I think the symptom is, uh, is really leading to this deeper root of blah, blah, blah. Uh, and, you know, um, uh, you know, uh, Rosie, is that, is that uh, resonant? Is that, does that, does that make sense to you? Right. Laura, does that make sense? You know, Anita. Um, so my suggestion for, for going to, for, for solving this issue is really to work on this and this and this and see if, you know, Tina, see if that's, if I'm talking to Tina, see if that's really resonant with her. But if, if instead, if she, you know, if, if, if Bob, if I'm talking with Bob and he's like, no, I don't think that's it. I, I don't think that's it at all. No, I don't. I've already tried that. It doesn't work. If that's like that, if Bob is like that, Bob is probably not going to be a good client for me. You see what I mean? If he's already pushing me away at my initial diagnosis suggestions, <laughs> I should refer them on or should refer Bob on to somebody. Does that make sense? So you're really in a conversation with somebody, whether they're a potential client, you're always interviewing people. You are interviewing them, right? To see if they're the ideal client for you. And really, you are, it's, it's all about building trust and building a better world. And I really see my business as a ministry, and I hope you will as well, right? Your business is a ministry. Whether or not the person is the perfect client for you, you can be a help resource or at least a listening and encouraging ear for them, right? 
And, and this is a, a literal quote from one of you, right? In your intake form of this course, you said, I want, I want to choose, I choose only clients. I want to get to this stage where I'm choosing only clients who deeply support my work and like what I do and who I am. And you can absolutely have this as long as you reframe selling into understanding and helping. Is that helpful? Does that, does that make sense? Okay. All right. So um, let's move on here. And, you know, as I said, if, if you hear anything, any ideas that really resonate with you, go ahead and chat that below. I always love to see what's really resonating or if you have questions on anything. Okay. All right. So the second principle here is only selling to those who actually care and are ready, inviting. And this is really a, a, a progression to the previous principle, right? Because when does selling feel scary? When, when are we scared to sell? When we don't really believe in our heart of hearts that it's, it's the right solution for them. Or, or we're not sure. We don't believe it when we're not sure. Or if we hear it and we're, we're like, mm, you know, they probably should do something else first, but I, I got to get the client. So I'm going to, that's when selling feels scary. But when we believe that it's, oh my God, I understand this person's issues and I think they're at the right stage for my work, then it's like an overflow of excitement, right? And enthusiasm. And that's where I want you to get to. It no longer has to be scary. And by the way, it's also no longer has to be pushy because when the person is ready for our work, then we just have to whisper and say, oh yeah, this is exactly what I do with people. But does that make sense? Okay. And Sean says, yes, the easiest sales I've ever landed were clients who were ready and excited to work with me. That's exactly it. And of course, the question is, how do we get them excited and ready? Well, we'll talk, we'll talk more about that, right? Um, and thank you, Anita, for your comment there. Yes, it resonated with her to say, I can't promise a result, only my engagement to fully show up and offer solutions. And I also want to mention, uh, Tina had, had uh, said something earlier in the, in the chat that I want to say. She says, we healers can't promise results but they need to know what is possible. So I tell them what has happened with other clients. And I always tell them, hey, I can't promise this, but I give you an estimate of how effective it might be based on my experience. Yeah, I think that's great. I think, I think we give hope and we give inspiration through our content, right? And then when it comes to the sales conversation, uh, we, we do need to be careful uh, not to be doing too much insp inspiring through the sales conversation. Now, this is, this is not what most people teach. Most people teach sales conversation need to be inspiring. We need to, we need to get them so excited. But, but let's, let's talk about what's really happening there. If someone is not already inspired by our content, by, by, by knowing who we are, and we have to inspire them in that conversation, what's really happening? We are very in the temptation of using hype. It's very easy to use hype. It's very easy, right? I'm a salesman. All right? I'm, I'm really good at selling. <laughs> Trust me. I get, get you in front of me, right? I can sell you on anything. But I, these days... Ever since five years ago, I had to really turn that dial down. And now when I'm in a sales conversation with you, I am purposefully not trying to inspire you. <laughs> Actually, I'm purposefully just interviewing you. And I'm like, I'm kind of skeptical whether you're going to be ideal client for me. I'm actually skeptical. So that's how, what, that's what I've had to do to turn off the hype. Because when I'm skeptically interviewing you, doubtful whether you're ideal client, but I'm asking you questions Okay, some di diagnosis, some suggestions, and then noticing what you're observe, observe, observing what your reaction is to my suggestions. And I'm really doubtful. Oh, but if you're excited, 
I, I, I wait for you to inspire me. <laughs> it's, it's the irony of it. I'm not trying to inspire, as a salesperson, I'm not trying to inspire you anymore. Authentically, I'm trying to get you to inspire me to say, you know, I'm actually, I actually think this is really going to work out. And I notice whenever that happens, when you can inspire me that you're really excited to work with me, it works out really, really well. But I notice if I have to inspire you, okay, here's what, here's what could happen. You could get these and these. Oh, but you know, th- those, are, those, are just, uh, those are just some of my clients, uh, some extreme examples. It might not, but you know, this might, yeah. Um, but you just have to be careful because you're still persuading them. And persuasion always afterwards, they're like, well, yeah, maybe. You know, so you, you just have to be aware of that. But, but I agree with you that in your content, and we'll talk about this later, in your cons- consistent visibility, you should definitely be sharing client stories, right, of, uh, and inspiring people because a lot of times people are down on what's possible. But try to separate that inspiration from the actual sales conversation. Again, very different from what you're going to learn elsewhere, right? So, um, all right. So, let's see. I also want to highlight uh, Chris's uh, comment here. I also include a results not guaranteed statement in the the agreement that they signed at the beginning of the engagement with the context of affirming their own irreplaceable role and agency in the process. That's brilliant. Thank you. Thank you, Chris, for that. Okay. So, let's keep going here. as you work with clients, you're going to notice who is really most ready for you, right? Like Sean says, you know, when, when they're ready, well, notice what, what, what characteristics, uh, you know, what stage of the process are they in? You know, what, uh, what is the exact problem that they describe? So write that down, okay? Write that down. Because as you write these things down, and by the way, that probably should be in, uh, I think that's, that should be in somewhere in, 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 in one of these uh, uh, template I- items. Maybe it's in the case studies. Uh, it's, it's in the case studies. Well, what, what, what she came to me for, what he came to me for. Okay. Put the person's, put, put the person's name, you know, Sean, you know, not, not your name, but, but the client that you're working with, right? So, and then, and then put that in here. Okay. So uh, let's keep going here. And yeah, we've already talked about that. Okay. So. Um, now let's start kind of moving into the methods of, 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 of doing this work. So I really want to encourage you in your time in marketing to do most of what is already working for you or what has worked in the past. And then 20% of the time you can experiment with new ideas. Now the 80, 20 rule, I don't want you to be exact about this. Oh, if I spend 10 hours marketing every week, then eight hours should, no. It doesn't have to be exact, but what I mean is most of your marketing time should be spent doing the things that have already been working. Okay. So now I want you to, I want to ask you, and some of you reply to me over email on what's already working, but I want to just take a moment, uh, take a minute here to have you chat below what is already working. Because a lot of times, here's what happens. We forget what already worked. And so we keep taking new courses, <laughs> like new marketing courses, like forgetting, oh my God, I already have. I've already got clients in the past and what, what work to get to them. So go ahead, take a moment and th- let us know what's already been working. Go ahead and comment below now. And thank you all for commenting below, especially those who are live here. I just want to call out some of the ideas that are coming through and mind inspired. And by the way, before I go in there, um, we are about halfway through the session, uh, 75 minutes. So um, go ahead and stretch. <laughs> this is a good time to you know, stretch your body. You know, even those of you who are watching this video, <laughs> you could pause and stretch for a little bit. You know, 
Um, it's uh, take deep breaths and take care of your body as you continue uh, going through the course. It's always a good idea. It helps you with your learning, get some more oxygen into the brain. Okay. So I'll cut out some of the ideas that might inspire you, might remind you of what's been working. Um, and maybe some of these are new for you. Okay. So Sean says, I give free advice about love. That's his niche on Instagram stories. So free love advice on Instagram stories every Friday. And then I invite people to direct message me, DM me if they like more personalized support. Great idea, right? If it's been working, make sure to keep doing it. Make sure to, you know, you already, so it sounds like you already have a structure and a rhythm for it. Keep on with that. And that's really the thing. Like the things that have worked with for us in the past, oftentimes we've stopped doing it because we don't have a structure for it. We don't have a rhythm for it. Like Sean, I love what Sean, every Friday he does. Great. So what about what's your every Friday? Or maybe it's every Tuesday for you or every Thursday, okay? Or the first week of the month or whatever your rhythm is. So put that down into your, into your you know, template document where it says, remember, we had a section that says methods and it has monthly or weekly. Put that down. What's working for you? Put that in there, right? A lot of you are saying referrals. Okay, now the question is for you, yes, referrals, but how did that referral get triggered? That's what I want you to ask. That's what I want you to notice. What triggered that referral? So did, did the referral get triggered because that person got an email newsletter from you? Did it get triggered because you asked them? You have to be clear about the trigger because that the trigger is what you need to activate on a consistent basis. Every Friday, every Tuesday, first week of the month, whatever it may be. Okay. Uh, Holly says local SEO, search engine optimization. And yes, that's a great idea. If, if those of you who haven't yet created your Google business profile, go to business.google.com and start a Google business profile and it's free and you'll probably get some leads over time, you know, just by putting yourself on, on the Google business profile. Okay. Be sure to do that. Right. So, um, Anne says asking current clients where they need support. And only creating an offer where there's enough of an interest or a need. That's brilliant. Exactly. Right? Great. Um, I've done this backwards in the past and created offers before ascertaining interest. Yes. Great idea. And now my question is, what might your rhythm be for asking where they need? Maybe it's once a quarter. Once a quarter, you have a concerted effort. You have a reminder for yourself once a quarter, you know, the first month of each quarter to reach back out. Or maybe it's semi-annually or some rhythm. Right, to, to, to do that so you can create offers for the next six months that, that make a lot of sense. All right. Um, Tina says going to healing fairs. Tina is a healer, so going to healing fairs, but I want it to work better. Yeah, so, but continue, continue what that structure is. Look at, okay, what were the healing fairs that worked, right? And, and, uh, so lots of wonderful ideas. Those of you who are watching this later, be sure to check out the chat log at about you know, 30, uh, what is it, 30, 38 minutes, 37 minutes and see what wonderful dozens of ideas from your fellow students on what has been working already. So be sure to, like I said, you know, homework number one, right? To put into, uh, let me, let me show you again, create a, um, create, uh, this, this document for yourself, right? Create this document for yourself based on the template that I gave you. Again, the template is earlier on in the resource guide, page three of the resource guide, create your own checklist, go there. Create your own copy, right? And then uh, in your copy, you can start putting in um, what, what the methods are that have already worked for you and what is going to be your rhythm for that. Put that in here, okay? That's the homework number one. Um, 
you're right. And Sean asked there, hey, I've never uh, had a referral yet. And I'm very curious, how, how are you all asking for the referral? At the end of the client relationship via email? Quick, quick tip. Ask for the referral towards the beginning of the client relationship. That tends to be, uh, that tends to work better than, at, yes, ask for it at the end too. But I find that there's no reason to wait to the end. Ask towards the beginning because they're kind of, they're remembering what their issue is that they came to you for. And it's easier for them to think about other people who have that same issue. Got it? So, all right. Um, okay. So let's go back to the, uh, let's go back to the, um, the things here. And like I said, 20% of the, of the time, you know, like a minority of the time experiment with new ideas. So that's what you're going to get a lot of out of this, out of this course. And here's the thing. There's a lot of ways to accomplish getting full client load. If you don't enjoy trying something, try something else first. You don't have to force, your, force yourself to do something you don't want. Okay. And this is a really key, uh, key phrase here. Only practice that which you want to become great at. Think about this. Every time you're like practicing an enrollment method, you're, you're getting more skilled at it, or at least you're getting more comfortable with it. <laughs> so just realize that anything, you can become great at anything with practice. So think about what you want to really become great at and practice more of that, okay? All right, this is, this is one of those things that uh, I think is a really important mindset shift, not just for enrollment, but for all of, your, all of our business, is to focus on the process instead of the goal. So you notice I've already started doing that with you. I say, hey, what is your rhythm for doing the things that used to work? That is a process question rather than, hey, how are you going to get your next 10 clients? Because when you're focused, and, and by the way, and sometimes the goals are inspiring for you and help you give you direction. Okay, to get 10 clients, I probably need to do this and this and this. But on a daily basis, I really want to encourage you to visualize and focus on the process. Okay. If getting 10 clients, the next 10 clients means I need to do some Instagram stories or I need to go to some healing fairs or I need to reach out to some clients for referrals, what is the process that I'm going to do? Is it every week? Is it once a month? What is it going to be? Or is it every day? Focus on the process because otherwise it's going to be intimidating. Oh, I'm still not there. I'm still not there at 10. I'm still not there at 10 clients. But you could say, did I do my Instagram story this Friday? Right? Or did I, did I reach out to my client today? Right? You can always focus on the process. Um, and I love this phrase from, again, one of you from the intake survey of this course. I gently and consistently talk about my offerings, knowing only those who need them will react, not being too concerned about bothering others. It's true. Have you noticed this? Like when you see something online and you just kind of scroll past because it didn't interest you. And then suddenly you scroll to something, oh, that thing really interested you, and you stop there. <laughs> just like you are the ideal audience for some people and not for others, so are you. You have ideal audience members, and those people will, will immediately, oh, I see something that, that really resonates with me. Don't worry about bothering anybody else because they, they'll just keep scrolling. They'll just keep, you know, right? Don't worry about bothering people, right? Okay, so let's kind of get into the methods now. Uh, I have five I've already listed here in this document and I have another five more that I'm going to, I'm going to put into the document for session two and three. So we'll get as far as we can. We might not get to all five today, but we'll just, we'll just keep going. And please along the way, like I said, please do um, comment underneath the video and let me know what's resonating with you and therefore what you might want to practice. All right. So the first thing, Oh, and by the way, uh, just, uh, just a little tech tech tip. Uh, because this document, I have it on comments possible. 
whenever someone is highlighting the document, it'll turn up as pink. So just FYI, whoever's highlighting it, you might just want to click away and there you go. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. And once you stop highlighting it, it won't, it won't show up as pink for everybody now. Okay. So consistent visibility. All right. So here's, here's a really, really important truth. I want you to sit with this and just realize this is what's happening. People are in their own heads, including you. So you think about your services and your business all the time, but sorry to say none of us do. <laughs> none of us are thinking about your business all the time like you are, okay? We don't even remember what you do, sorry to say. And we don't certainly, even your, my mom and my brothers don't know how to describe what I do, even though I tell them every, every time I see them. <laughs> you see what I mean? So we need, so I need to show up for my brother every time I put content on Facebook. He likes it and that reminds him again, oh yeah, that's what I, that's what my brother does, right? Or that's what my friend does, or that's what my, you know, that's what my, you know, colleague that I met in this class does, okay? So chances are you're probably not visible enough wherever your ideal audience is hanging out. So I want you to pause here and say, think about your ideal client. Where do they hang out? Actually, I would, love for, I would love for you to take a moment to say, where does your ideal client hang out? And I'm talking about online. I'm talking about offline. I want you to go ahead and comment below. Where does your ideal client hang out? Online, offline? Uh, be specific, of course, so that we can say, well, then you might want to do, be there more often. Okay. All right. And thanks for those of you who are live here and chatting. And those of you watching below, uh, watching later, please go ahead and comment below. And I'd love to see what you, what you have there. And uh, to see what, the, what your fellow students are chatting live, go to the chat log around 49 minutes or so. And you can see lots of ideas here. Um, I'll, I'll just highlight a few of them because there's lots of great ones here. Um, Chris uh, wrote Facebook. Yeah. And I just want to say, I know I've encountered, you know, some business owners over the years who say, well, my clients are not on Facebook. Okay. Um, there's a couple of reasons why they might be saying their clients are not on Facebook. One is because they can't find their clients on Facebook. Doesn't mean they're not on Facebook. Okay. It's really important because their client, a lot of people hide their profiles on Facebook or they have a name where there's tons of people with that name on Facebook because there's two and a half billion people on Facebook. So one, they might, secondly, they might, it's, it's, it's actually cool to say that you don't use Facebook okay, these days. So some people might secretly be using Facebook, keep up with their friends and family at the least, and they just, oh yeah, I don't really use Facebook. They might just kind of say that off, offhand, but they really do, okay? Because here's the thing, two and a half billion people on human beings use Facebook on a daily, most of them use them on a daily basis, two billion use on a daily basis, but two and a half billion use it at least on a monthly basis chances are your client uses Facebook and just not telling you, or, or even if your even if some miraculous reason, all of your clients don't use Facebook or not, there are still 2 billion people who use Facebook every day. And many of them are probably your clients or some of them at least are your ideal clients. And it's the easiest way that I've seen for reaching people on the internet, Facebook ads, easiest way. Cause you could de define exactly what kind of people you're trying to reach. And Facebook ads also work on Instagram ads automatically if it's the right format, all that stuff. But anyway, so Facebook, yes, absolutely. That's something you should try if you haven't already tried or keep doing if it's working. Um, Chris also wrote, my favorite coffee shops and bars. Yeah, that's interesting. So how might you uh, alert the people who visit those coffee shops and bars? Is it creating a little flyer that, that you're allowed to 
pin up or put on the on the counter or is it doing some kind of event at the coffee shop or bar maybe it's possible or just hanging out there doing your work and then you can strike up conversations so who knows right um personal development courses also uh, chris wrote well that's interesting so if they're taking personal development courses how might you partner with the teacher or facilitator of that course to offer a bonus of two free sessions with you or maybe you have an online course you can offer as a bonus to their course you see there's always ways there's always a way to reach the people who are doing whatever it is they're doing with collaborations and you know be smart about it or be thoughtful about it we could talk more obviously about this kind of stuff um so let's see here um yeah, and Ruth says, when I go to some social events and meet them in person, they will remember me for themselves or her friend. Yeah, so, so Ruth, it might be, what kind of rhythm are you able to commit to, to going to certain, which social events seem to be most effective, where your people are, and how, what's the rhythm you can, you can commit to for that con consistent visibility? Okay, so anyway, lots of ideas here. Thank you all for your, for your comments. Go ahead, let's go ahead and look at, um, okay, so um, social media, right? Every single demographic, whether you're trying to reach people who are 50 and up, or you're trying to reach stay-at-home moms, or you're trying to reach corporate executives, they are, everybody use some kind of social media. So which social media will you use to reach them? Okay. And when I'm saying consistent visibility, I don't mean consistent selling. I mean serve, consistently serving and educating, staying in touch with them. Not just when you have something to sell. Have you noticed that some marketers only get in touch with you when they have something to sell you, right? Don't be like that person, okay? Be, be the person they think of when they think about your topic. What is your topic? You know, Ruth, instantly I think about flower essences, right? Ruth is an inst you know, expert on flower essences, on voice dialogue. I instantly think of her because she continually serves and educates her audience on these, and, and I'm in her audience, right? So... That's an example. Um, consistency of content equals reliability. It builds trust, educates them about your field. And when they're ready, you're the person they naturally think of, right? So, I've, okay, so here's the, here's the important thing. You don't have to use my rhythm of doing things. You can do a rhythm that's sustainable for you, okay? That's sustainable for you. Oh, and thank you, Sean, for being maybe the first comment. I'm not sure, but thank you. So, so Sean is giving us an example. He highlighted this, and he clicked on plus, and then there's, there's the comment. And if you want to reply, you're right, you can reply below Sean's comment, uh, you know, additional insights or questions or anything like that. So, so let me ask you this, all right? So let me ask you this. The, 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 the rhythm, the, the way that you said your clients find information, okay, Whatever that was, Facebook, Facebook groups, Instagram, uh, you know, going to a fair. What is a personally sustainable rhythm for you? Take a moment and say, this is the method, and this would be a personal sustainable rhythm for me. Method, rhythm. Go ahead and comment below. Great. Thank you all for your comments uh, below. Let's see. So Ursa wrote, Facebook Live weekly. Great. To start, I'm going to use it to educate, but all, as my audience builds, I want to do some coaching on them. Yeah, absolutely. You know, one of content is great for inspiring, right? Educating and demonstrating, right? So yes, not necessarily in that order, but what I mean is think about those things, inspiring, educating, 
demonstrating, right? Okay, demonstrating how, and you could demonstrate on somebody, you know, with Facebook Live, for example, you could use Zoom, Zoom, uh, just like I'm doing here on this uh, Zoom, zoom.us. Zoom can broadcast to Facebook Live now. And it's part of the basic Zoom plan, $15 a month. And I, I broadcast to Facebook Live all the time using Zoom. And you can, you can get a, a sample client on Zoom with you, somebody who's willing to have you demonstrate your, your work with them. Maybe it's a friend. Maybe it's a colleague who's willing to help you demonstrate. And then you could demonstrate that with them right, on Facebook Live. And that'd be a wonderful way for your audience to go, wow. So that's really how that works, right? Oh, I can see myself uh, you know, benefiting from that. So that's thank you, Ursa, for, for, for writing that. And be sure, those of you watching this later, check out the chats at about you know, 57 minutes into the hour. Um, so uh, let's see, Ruth wrote, monthly, maybe weekly, share something on Facebook and on Instagram. When possible, also have a blog post written on my website that's also shared on Facebook, yes. Um, Gail wrote, YouTube, small group presentations would capture those not actively using Facebook, also email blogs. And Gail, I'd love to know what, what might be a sustainable rhythm for you to post those things. So that's, that's as important the question. Remember, focusing on the process, right? What's, what's the sustainable rhythm that you can commit to that would, be, that would be sustainable? And when I say sustainable, you can, of course, do more than that. But the minimum sustainable rhythm for you that you can say, yes, this is something I can, that can be consistent with. What, what, what might that be for you? Okay. All right. Let's keep going here. Thank you all for your chats and keep thinking about that for yourself. Okay. Um, so this is everybody, you know, every time I ask people, it's always referrals who are the number one source of clients for most people. Okay. And what's the easiest way to refer you content? How was the easiest way for me to share something of yours? It's not as easy for me to go, Hey, Bob, here's my friend, uh, Sally, who you should use her services. It's not as easy, but it's easier for me to say, Hey, Bob, check out this newsletter from Sally. Hey, Bob, check out this Facebook post from Sally. Okay. Much easier to share your content. So let content. Now, when it comes to content, there's two things. You may have heard the phrase content is king. Well, if that's the case, distribution is queen. <laughs> okay. Because if people are not seeing your content, they, they can't consume it. Right? So how do we distri distribute our content uh, to more people? Paid ads is really my favorite way. It's really the easiest way to do it. You know? And Facebook ads and Instagram ads, really, really easy. Uh, Google ads is not as easy, but I am learning a lot about that uh, past couple of years, and I'll be learning more and finally teaching a course on that next year. In 2020, I'll teach a course on Google ads. But, but really think about starting to use Facebook and Instagram ads. It's really... Um, the simplest way to distribute your content to warm audiences, to cool audiences, to, to, to everyone. Okay. Uh, collaborations is the other way I love distributing content. And, um, uh, uh, yeah, so collaborations is basically trading, for example, and one, one example is trading interviews and promotions. So, you know, um, uh, Sean, you might trade an interview with, uh, with a fellow relationship coach, right? Hey, same niche. I mean, and, and here's the thing. The best collaborations are the people who do the same thing you do for the same people that you do it for. The best collaborations, but it's also, it's also probably challenging to find people who are open-minded and open-hearted enough to collaborate. And I, I really want to encourage you to, to, to be one of those open-hearted open people because here's the, here's the truth. It's not just, oh, you're a generous person. No. It's actually strategic. So think about this. The people who 
do the thing that you do for the people you do it for, they have, of course, the ideal clients for you and you have the ideal clients for them. Point number one. Point number two is the people in your audience, let's say you have a thousand followers. Let's be realistic. Not all thousand followers are going to be perfect for your service. No matter how much they like you, Sean, no matter how much they, just timing wise or price wise or the way you frame your services, not, a, not all thousand are going to be right for it. But maybe 30 of those thousand are going to be perfect for that other relationship coach. Just personality match, timing match, offer match, whatever it may be, right? And same thing with that other relationship coach. They have a thousand people. Not all thousand are perfect for them. They have the 20 to 40 to 50 people in their audience that would be perfect for you if they only knew about you, if they only knew about your offer. So this is why smart and open-hearted business people collaborate with each other, even though they're so-called direct competitors, because they know that it's just making the pie bigger for everybody. And also you come across as a very generous person to your audience to say, wow, Sean's willing to interview another relationship coach. Now I get a different point of view on the relationship stuff. And I, I, so therefore I can trust Sean on relationships because he'll bring me the best people. You see what I mean? It's brilliant. So you could be the one-stop shop for them because you, they can trust you to bring, bring them the best, the other people within, within this industry, right? So anyway. Um, okay, so I would love for you to, uh, of course, fill out your information in the, uh, in, the, in the course directory so that you might be able to find additional collaborators, okay? So that's, that's why we have this, one of the reasons we have this directory. Okay, um, let's keep going here. So key platforms, email newsletter, I think is a must. How many of you are sending a consistent email newsletter? Raise your hand. <laughs> all right, Caroline, Sean, good job, good job. I want all of you to raise your hand eventually. Tina, you know, I see you. So um, please keep your email newsletter simple. That's one of the things that stops people from sending a, a regular, and I say, when I say regular, just once a month is a great, great start. And let me give you an example of how simple this can be. This is my email newsletter recently, right? No images, none, no images. In fact, images, I, I think, are, are, are make it email newsletter interesting, but it doesn't always show up on every email software, right? So I keep mine image-free. It loads fast, and it's very simple. Here's what I do. I copy and paste the title of my recent blog post. I copy and paste a few lines, a few paragraphs from it, and I click on continue reading to continue reading the rest. That's my entire newsletter, okay, most of it actually, sorry, most of it. And then finally, I have one something I'm trying to sell them on. That's it. Hey, you know, this is, this is happening as well and be sure to check it out. But, it, but it's at the end because they came for, for the, the content. A lot of newsletters, they make the flips, they do a flip side, they, they sell you first and then they give you content. I don't think, you know, I just don't think that's the best idea because they came for the content. Build trust with content first. And if they like you, of course, they're going to keep going. And then they're going to see your ad, okay? And then at the end, hey, do you want me to answer anything? Let me know, you know, something friendly. Just to... Simple. Keep it this way, okay? I really encourage you. Oh, whatever format is easy for you, just keep doing it. That's, that's really the key. Facebook, especially ads, every single uh, demographic, every single psychographic, every single interest, Facebook has the biggest audience if it's 25 plus years old. If it's less than 25 that you're trying to reach, go to TikTok, right? TikTok is, is, the, is the newest, you know, newfangled thing. Instagram to some degree as well. 
But 25 plus, if you're trying to reach every interest, Facebook ads is the biggest one. Okay. Uh, if you're do, doing ads on Instagram, I really recommend you to do one-minute video ads. I think that's really the most, uh, the best way of doing it because images, uh, uh, running ads on Instagram for images, you're going to get a lot of people liking the image and, and therefore joining your warm audience when they're not really, <laughs> not really reading. Instagram captions are not that easy to read. People like the images. If they really are hardcore fans, they'll actually read the, the caption, but most people don't. So one-minute video ads are, are really much better for, for Instagram. For, for, for expanding your reach there, okay? Um, videos, you know, people want to see you usually before they work with you. So really consider doing videos. YouTube is great for long-term. Facebook is short, great for short-term. We'll talk more about this. I'm sorry, I'm kind of speeding through a little bit because I do want to get to more before we complete and we can, we can have more time in session three to do some more Q&A. Okay, written content. A lot of you are natural writers. If you're a natural writer, Please be consistent in your writing on your blog, which means you need to learn SEO, search engine optimization. I'll be teaching a course on SEO in 2020. For now, I've written quite a, uh, uh, quite a comprehensive post for you here. So <laughs> it says simple guide, and it's uh, as simple as I could have made it, but it's, it's quite a lot for you uh, to, to, to consume here, okay, to, to learn from. Medium and LinkedIn, if you're going to write, you might as well copy and paste it onto Medium and LinkedIn. Okay, so, and then as a Facebook text-only post. Audio podcasting are going to be great for some of you, especially if you're trying to reach, um, I would say, millennials, people in tech, people in the corporate world. If you're trying to reach corporate people, tech people, millennials, you should definitely be doing podcasting, okay? And there are two, two, two tools I want uh, that make podcasting super, super easy. Anchor makes it so easy, and Transistor is, is more uh, uh, complex. It gives you more features, and it's also, um, oops, wrong, uh, <laughs> analytics. <laughs> um, that also makes it somewhat easy. So check out those two uh, uh, tools. And then if you, um, you want to put your podcast on, on, on video, on YouTube and Facebook, you can. Tunes to Tube and Headliner app are two tools that can help you to do that uh, more easily. Okay? Yes, your audio can go onto video. Uh, and reach those people as well. Okay. All right. So let's get to the habits that you might want to create. And when I say habits, what I'm talking about are the things that you may want to add into these, the method section of your, of your template, you know, yearly actions, semi-annual, quarterly, monthly, etc. Okay. So look at these things, choose a few platforms above to start. You don't have to do all of these, right? Just do like one or two of these. Like think about, well, I think email newsletter is really for everybody. I think everyone should do that. But besides email newsletter, which of these will you choose? Will you choose Facebook? Will you choose Instagram? Will you choose YouTube? Will you choose, you know, blog and SEO? You know, will you choose podcasting? So choose one or two if you want to. Okay. And then create a sustainable schedule of putting stuff on those platforms or that platform. Does that make sense? Okay. And, um, okay, so this is really important here. Sometimes I see, I see a lot of people posting content regularly, but their content is not related to their offer. Do you see what I mean? You know what I mean? Like they love posting about, you know, puppies or politics or, you know, food or their vacation or, or even inspirational quotes. That's fine. But what do you offer? And are you posting content about that? So as an example of Ruth, I can bring you up again. Ruth is great about posting content about flower essences. 
so everybody remembers that oh yeah that's the that's the person to go to for that you see what i mean like that makes sense but if ruth just posts about politics or about you know animals or about those are great you know gets people commenting but not about her offer so at least one i'm just asking one out of every three of your posts should be related to what you offer not selling not selling okay selling should be one out of every five or ten but one out of every three should be educational about what you offer so let's think about it so um tina if you're going to offer people a service on you know um brain health right one out of every three of your posts should be about brain health. So we keep remembering you for that. And I, ideally, it's something, it's, you can share an article about brain health, that's fine, but maybe something you write or something you record on that. Sorry, Tina, if, I, if I'm getting your, getting your niche wrong. Okay. Um, so um, consistently send email newsletter, I've mentioned that, and distribute your content to new people through paid ads and through collab, or, and or, and or through collaborations. Otherwise, let me ask you this. If you're posting content all the time, but you're not growing your audience, you're not going to grow your client roster. So how will you grow your audience? Is it going to be through ads? Is it going to be through collaborations? It's probably one of those two. Or if you get really, really good at SEO, that can grow your audience too. Okay? So, okay. Um, all right. <laughs> we went through a lot today and you probably, you know, there's, there's already a lot you can take away from this session. And we're going to go through even more, of course, in sessions two and three. We're going to talk about research and optimization. Um, we're going to talk about consistent invitational posts. We're going to talk about thoughtful personal outreach. And so um, a couple of things uh, before we get to the, the final homework. I, well, maybe this is part of the homework, actually. Uh, I actually want you to come down to to this thoughtful personal outreach and to start brainstorming about this. Okay, what I want you to brainstorm on is the following. I want you to brainstorm on the items on page ten. Okay, I want you to brainstorm to look at your Facebook friends. When you click this link, by the way, it goes to your list of Facebook friends, so that's very convenient. And when you click on this link, it goes to your LinkedIn connections. And I want you to just take a look through your Facebook friends and LinkedIn connections. Just take like half an hour to do this and list out who are your supportive friends who are probably interested in your work in some way and maybe know a lot of your potential clients. So out of your 300 Facebook friends, maybe you'll have 10 or five or something like that. But I want you to write a list of that. And you could write the list in, um, in, your, in, your, uh, in your template, right? There's a there's a section called uh, people, all right. A section called people, and the people um, you would write them in here. Your Facebook friends or LinkedIn connections that might uh, that that you might want to reach out to as a referral source. Okay, so that's something I want you to really think about. And uh, so that's that's homework number one. And then homework number two is to fill out the feedback form if you haven't already done so. Uh, so let's see, brainstorm, brainstorm. Uh, FB friends, LinkedIn, linked, sorry, LinkedIn connections who might be referral sources. Okay. Um, homework number two is to fill out feedback form while it's fresh for you. Actually, that's sorry. That should be homework number one because that's something you can do right away. Um, spend 30 minutes, right? 30 minutes, 30 minutes brainstorming. Okay. Um, and then if you haven't already done so, most of you have already done this, but make a copy and start adding your favorite ideas that you've already 
gotten from this course into into the document, especially into especially into the section that's about um, that's about methods, so that you can start putting some sustainable rhythms for yourself. All right, is that helpful? I'd love to know uh, if this uh, if this course is helpful thus far. I, any questions you have, anything that you'd love for me to emphasize in the upcoming sessions, I'd love for you, I'd love to know as well. But uh, uh, please, please fill out the feedback form. Pretty please, that's really helpful for me, uh, especially um, those of you who are here in the first session, because I could put some. Actually, let me ask you: who, any of you here would be thrilled to give a testimonial about the first session thus far? If so. Raise your hand uh, or chat in there that you'd love to give a testimony about the first session because that helps me to market the up, you know, the rest of the course to to people who haven't yet signed up. So, um, so thank you so much, and I look forward to seeing you in session two. Until then, do your homework, and uh, I hope you can enjoy. Bring some. Uh, one last thing I'll say is remember your business is a ministry. What you're doing when you're reaching out, when you're posting content, is you are simply helping people. You're helping people. So don't hold back on helping people and getting to know them better so that you can help them even more deeply. So, all right, I will see you in session two and thank you so much for uh, your feedback and clicking on the feedback form. Okay, see you soon.